Sports stories from the 419 in Northwest Ohio brought to you by A Voice You Know. It's time to go around the area and around the Hearn. Hello and welcome to a special edition of Around the Herd. One of two this week coming up as the second will come out on Wednesday night, hopefully, and be a look at the uh, girls' state semifinals and the finals with a couple of coaches and uh, specifically two coaches who will square off in the uh, D4 games in uh, Carlos Siegel and Mark Gregory from Fort Laramie and Crestview specifically. But today, it's about two young hoopers. One who's already playing in college, and Peyton Warnicke from uh, ONU. She'll talk about kind of the weird oddity that has been the entire season. Then Michaela Elmore, the uh, spectacular 2,000-plus point scorer from Hopewell Loudon, who will talk about her journey that has led her to become a Clemson Tiger and uh, everything that that entails. I absolutely love getting to talk to both these young ladies. Just radiant positivity is what you'll hear from them and uh, two girls who can – Definitely filled up when it comes to shooting the orange basketballs all around the gym. Now, it is a uh, big week, like I said. We've got high school basketball coming up. We had wrestling, got through the districts and getting to the state. College football in the area got started. Bluffton University forced eight turnovers, and one of their defenders had a school record, three interceptions in the ball game, and getting uh, a 49-14 win to open up against Manchester Months late, but hey, who cares? You get to play football now. It's football weather outside. It's been almost 60 all day long. See how it ends. Girls State matchups start at 11 a.m. on Thursday. It'll be the Fort Lorby Redskins at 27-1, taking on at Crestview at 11 a.m. Like I said, the episode later this week, you can hear from a handful of coaches, including Carlos Siegel and Mark Gregory, and what their take is on how to stop the other. Game that a lot of folks are looking forward to as well. That game will be on K94, by the way, with a uh, pregame at about 10.30. You can also hear the uh, OG girls beat Afrocentric 38-30 a couple of nights ago in Lexington, avenging a loss in uh, last year's uh, regional final where Afrocentric didn't get to move on because the uh, state was shut down about a week later. But the Titans pull off a big win. They had a big lead. They led by 10 for a good portion of the uh, latter part of that ball game and are able to uh, get the win. I'm really excited because about 4 o'clock on uh, Thursday, you can hear the uh, pregame show on WZOQ Radio and uh, a lot of cool things that are in the works for that. I've had a handful of girls who have played at OG and been a part of one or more of the four runs to state that will be on that game and on that broadcast, and you'll get to hear them talk about things. There's also a couple of stories that even if you're an OG fan, you might not know. I didn't know a handful of them, and I'm excited to share them with you. Now, the tip-off for that game with the uh, girls from Waynedale will be at 5 p.m. on Thursday. More than likely, if OG is able to win, it'll be Highland on the other side. Both Waynedale and Highland have been in the building a handful of times to see OG play. See what that means. Boys regional matchups this week. We've got a lot of good teams that are in action. You get the OG boys renewing their rivalry with Archbold. That comes at 8 o'clock on Wednesday. You can hear that on WZOQ Radio. You can also watch, I'm sure, all of these games on the 10 and 10 that they're doing on WOSN and WTLW as well. Carey takes on Columbus Grove. That'll be on WZOQ Radio at 5.30 on a Tuesday night. The uh, nightcap of that from Van Wert will be New Breven coming off a massive win against St. Henry. 
that they uh, were down 13-2, end up winning 47-41. Corey Stevens, the head coach, just jubilant over the moon, got to talk to him after the semis a couple of nights before when they were able to win on a buzzer beater, then to come back and win again and beat St. Henry. Uh, just they're elated right now, but they've got a tall task in front of them as they take on the Archers from Antwerp, who themselves got here with a buzzer beater as they were able to win 23-20. to Jaggerlanders hit a shot with .5 left to win that ball game. That'll be on a K94, and uh, you can find that online as well, K943.com. Other games going on, D1. Lima Senior and Toledo St. John's originally scheduled to play. You know, I don't remember. It was somewhere very far away, but they're not going to play. Wednesday night at 7 o'clock at Liberty Benton. Shawnee boys pick up the district title in Spencerville behind George Mangus and another brilliant performance on his part. I think he was held under his average of 32. He hit something like 28. They'll take on Shelby Thursday night, 8 o'clock in Elida, and could possibly, in the state semifinals, meet Akron St. Vincent St. Mary. That is a game I know a lot of folks would love to see. The pacing of that would be just uber ridiculous. The Anna boys take on Cincinnati Taft on Wednesday, 5.30 at Vandalia Butler. Winner of that one takes on either Shawnee, that'll be Springfield Shawnee, the Braves, Take on the Versailles Tigers at 8 o'clock on Wednesday nights. Winners play each other the rest of the weekend. And just so much great basketball. I'm excited about it, but I'm also excited about the uh, wrestling tournaments and about the uh, Coldwater boys and girls. They had uh, terrific finishes at the uh, state level. Girls won a state title, and just uh, they're doing a terrific job there with the bowling tournament. They're running out of places to put trophies at Coldwater High School. I'm just telling you. Columbus Grove duo of Ezra Jones at 195 and Jeff Meyer at 285. Won district titles. They're headed to state along with quite a few other qualifiers. You've got Caleb Stallman from Coldwater, Braden Keel from Versailles, Alec Winter from Allen East, Eli Kribbles from Allen East, Kidman Roos from Bluffton. All are going to be wrestling at the state tournament this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, at Marion Harding for Division Three. Versailles, represented by Lane Bergman, Gavin Caprella from Lima Central Catholic, Gabe Sutton and Jarrett Hornish from Wayne Trace, along with their teammate and Hunter Long, Cade Weirman and Allen East, uh, Kane Upperly, Epperly rather, from Versailles, Hayden Plummel from uh, Indian Lake, Chase Miller of Allen East, Carson Bay from Versailles, Blake Hershberger, who's pretty much good at everything, from Allen East, Chase Martin from St. John's, and Lane Mefford from Indian Lake, all a part of of the uh, D3 uh, state tournament as well. Other qualifiers have uh, Nathaniel Dyer from uh, LB, Austin Kohlhofer from Delta, Brody Stevens from Swanton, as well as uh, Carson Meyer from Archbold. You've got a, a lot of groups represented. Tyler Heitze from St. Mary's as well. Uh, the uh, Wapak boys represented by Colin Malott. Just a, a terrific group, and congratulations to all of those folks for uh, being a part of uh, what uh, the state tournament will be coming up this weekend. That last group in Division Two, and uh, Demetrius Hernandez from Napoleon continuing. The Blue Streak ladies in action. They get to play on the floor in Dayton. Not in Columbus this year, but in Dayton, and congratulations to them. You can go back a week ago and hear from Corey Kreinbrink and hear about what he thought about this team and how far he thought they could get. All of that is coming up in a pressure-packed week of high school athletics. 
That's what we have to talk about when we come back, though. Talk about girls basketball, both on the high school sense and on the college floor with Michaela Elmore and with Peyton Warnicky here on Around the Hearn. Are you in Spencerville and looking for a place to eat before the Bearcats play? Well then, head to my place, 128 North Broadway, for deep fried mushrooms, chili cheese fries, the best pie around, and soup of the day. If you're in a hurry and just want to order some to go, you can give Doug and his staff a call at 419-647-4062 and they'll have it ready for you. My Place Restaurant at 128 North Broadway in Spencerville, a proud supporter of Bearcat Athletics. Danny the Dealmaker, are you ready? Ready for what, Eric? Brand new cars and trucks are rolling into Lee Kissel Chevy Buick GMC again. That's great, because we need pre-owned trades big time. Yep, Danny, have I mentioned lately how much respect I have for this country? Not in the last five minutes. Even the virus can't keep us down. GM workers are back strong and building the best there is. And we're here proud to represent the greatest products on American Road. Chevy, Buick, and GMC. And I love how so many of us in the area have remained positive, helping each other and staying the course. No matter how long this situation takes to resolve itself, please keep this in mind. Lee Kinsel GM Sales and Service has been around for 50 years, and we'll be around for another 50 years. Wherever you're listening, you're always welcome here in Van Wert. At Kinsel's, it's all about clear, easy-to-understand deals, best quality pre-owned vehicles, top-of-the-line financing, and world-class service. See us online at LeeKinsel.com. Call 866-LEE-KINSEL. Better yet, stop in at 650 West Durban Road in Van Wert. Thank you for finding new roads to help us rebuild the American economy. Stop in to the Carriot Party Shop on Main Street in Ottawa, now under new ownership. The Carriot Party Shop is your place for Browns backers. Stop in on Sunday to cheer on the Cleveland Browns or during the week for their daily lunch specials. The Carriot Party Shop for lottery, snacks, chips, and ice-cold beverages. The Carriot Party Shop, your full-service carryout on Main Street in Ottawa. At Herring House Furniture in downtown Ottawa, we have the largest selection of reclining furniture in northwest Ohio. And that's a lot to see. Come on over and check us out. An odd season it was, nonetheless, a successful freshman season and being able to learn for Peyton Warnicke now at Ohio Northern University. And, I mean, the good news is you got to play your freshman season. Yeah, definitely. That was one of the big things we were worried about if we were going to get a play, if things were going to open up. But it was a really good, just to get to play 12 games was made us all really happy and we were really excited to play. It's kind of a different thing. I mean, you guys, you end up 7-8 and eight and you go on that big run the last couple of days with beating Heidelberg, beating Otterbein, beating Baldwin-Wallace even before that. But, I mean, how weird was it to play a team – on a Tuesday at your place, and then turn around and go to their place on a Wednesday? Um, it was definitely different. I mean, I've never experienced that before, and I'm not sure if anyone else really has either on the team, but it was definitely hard. We've been playing like two games all year in a row, Friday, Saturday, but just during the, the middle of the week to play a Monday, Tuesday game was definitely very challenging, but... I, I'm very happy with like how we handled the situation and we just like went out and fought and were tough through the entire thing. So what was it like the early part of February and now the mid part of February? I mean, you go up, you give a ranked John Carroll team a heck of a contest. You end up losing by three up there and that's not an easy place to win anyways. And then somehow you guys were able to forget about it on the three hour drive home and then wallop them at your place the next night. Yeah, I, that was amazing. I mean, 
like you said, John Carroll's not an easy place to play, even without fans there. It's just a really it's a long bus ride that you got to get moving after the two and a half hour bus ride. And we put up a fight Friday night, only losing by three, but then we turned right back around. We were really focused on our Saturday morning shoot around and we just came right out of the gun and just played our game and we knew that we were just as good as them and we could fight and play with them. So That's a, a big thing you just mentioned. You come from OG and you guys have a huge fan base in a normal year. But, I mean, you play in front of probably more fans during a high school game than a lot of girls play in most normal years in college and all of a sudden there's no energy, there's no hype. And how do you, how'd you guys bring your own hype? Um, it's, it was definitely hard this year just because like you said, coming from OG, the fan base was always there for us. And then without having fans this year, it was, it definitely took more of the team. And I think we all were just bought into the game and we were all like selfless and there for our teammates that we knew we had to bring the hype and the energy. And I would just say like the bench was just really hype. And we knew that if we didn't bring it, then the girls on the floor playing wouldn't be as hype. And we all knew we had specific roles on the team and to just be the best teammate we could be. I got to watch a handful of games when I wasn't at a game myself. And the one that I really got to take in at home, my wife and I watched the Heidelberg game. You guys jumped out that big 13-8 first quarter at 33 points in the first half. I was impressed. It seemed like when you when you got in there, you're in there with WBL girls and Kristen Luresman. I mean, it's just pretty much a party of girls that you know really well. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's really awesome playing, even with, like, Casey Knippen. I played against her in high school. So, But, like, I guess I never played against Kristen. But I also played against Lexi, Jaden, and Alyssa. And just being their teammates now, it's just really crazy to think at one point in time, like, we were rivals and now we're best friends and teammates. So that's a really cool opportunity that I like about Ohio Northern. Now, I've joked with uh, Paige and Bridget at Finley about this when Grove and Audeville play each other. But when OG plays Walpock or they play Bath, I mean, do you have kind of a friendly rivalry or a bet with those girls about those games? Um, actually, this year when OG played Bath, Jaden and I were kind of just joking around. We're like, oh, who's going to win this year? And We don't really have a bet, but we were keeping each other updated and just giving each other little comments here and there about the score and who was winning. So, Unfortunately, it didn't turn out the way that you would have liked. Yeah, no. But I, I got a I got a little crap from it, but <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I would imagine, and and you knew right. I mean, right away you go into the tub, and what those girls are feeling. You're down eight when you walk in the doors. Yeah, definitely. It's not not an easy play to uh, place to win, anyways. Nope. So, how has your freshman year gone? I mean, obviously, it's you know I, I almost hate talking to kids about this, but the way that the world is and is different, and the way that Northern has handled it. It's it's just got to be such a, a different kind of curve right now. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, of course, everyone everywhere was dealing with this, but it was definitely a lot harder of a transition than I thought it would be. And it did not help that we had, like, COVID on top of everything. But 
we I actually started out this semester and I was pretty sick, so I didn't get a really practice in the fall. But when I did get a practice, like we would have to practice with mask on and all like all of that fun stuff. But I feel like after like once we got back from Christmas break, then it was really felt like normal basketball season, not necessarily because it's December and we're not playing games yet, but being able to like be back in the gym and practice with everyone, it started to feel like a real season. So once we got past that fall semester, I felt like everything leveled out a little bit. Uh, Kind of looking at the future. I mean, obviously not completely because you guys just finished with your season, but you lose just two seniors. You've got a very young core of this team. It looks like watching it on the webcast that this is a team that is full of girls who really like one another, and that's a huge component going forward. Oh, yeah. We definitely all love each other. I mean, I coming from OG, being a family, we've always been a family there. Like, There's no other place I would rather have gone because – Ohio Northern is just like OG. We're one big family. Everyone gets along. I mean, we're laughing all the time. We're making jokes all the time. We just like love being around each other. We hang out with each other on the weekends. Like we shoot together all the time. Like we literally spend all of our time together. Like we study all the time. It's just like, it's just one big family and I love being a part of it. Now only if you could get coach Mark to, you know, be a better dude. (laughs) <laughs> oh no, I love Coach Mark. <laughs> I do too, but that's why why I give him so much crap. Oh yeah, <laughs> it, it's but it's fascinating to me because you look at it. Obviously, he's been an assistant there for so long and knows the program and, and knows what it takes to compete in the OAC. But he's kind of growing with you guys in the sense that, like I said, it, it's a very young team and you're all kind of learning together. Yeah, he definitely has done a really good job at that and knowing like asking us for advice on practices and he's just he's there for us all the time if we have anything we need he's always there and we definitely can count on him and our assistant coach Ken so I just I just love having them both as our coaches because like we all know we can count on them 100% of the time and you talk about Kenzie Rushton about her coming back she obviously played at a very high level at Northern went in and coached Salina for a year her husband's now the coach at Salina, but I mean, to have that wealth of knowledge, not even of just basketball at Ohio Northern about the OAC and everything, but to be able to kind of go to her as someone who's relatively your age, it's got to be nice to be able to just kind of, kind of the mom away from home thing. Yeah, definitely. She is so good to us and she's been through the same thing we have with playing basketball at Ohio Northern. So she's always there for us through that aspect. And she's definitely always taking care of us. And we all love when she brings her son to practice. And it's just a great time having her as a part of our family. Now you talk about your basketball family back home in Ottawa. A uh, terrific year for those girls right now. 25-2. and two, They're headed to play in the state semifinals. How much were you able to keep up with kind of with your schedule with what the girls were doing this year? Yeah, I was not, like, I didn't get to go to as many games as I would like to just because with all of our games pushed back. But I definitely kept up on them about every single game. I was always looking for Twitter tweets and when they were winning and how they were doing. But I'm definitely so proud of those girls. Like, it's not 
an easy thing to go to state and that you they all know that you have to get in the gym every day and work hard and I know they've done just that and I'm just so proud of them for everything they've accomplished this season and I know they've grown so much from the beginning of the season to now so I can't wait to see them how they finish the end of the season. And kind of flip on the big sister thing. I mean, how many of them have you talked to? Kind of they've asked for advice or you've been able to, you know, hey, you know, you guys maybe maybe work on this a little bit or approach that a little bit differently? Um, I actually talked to a lot of them. I mean, last year we were all really close, but I talked to Aaron and Chloe a lot and we were very close last year and we just like I talk to them about every day, just about like life stuff. And then when we talk about basketball, we just talk about like, how's it going and how's what's practice like. And then they always just have questions for me. Like if I need to do this, how can I do this better? Or, I mean, they're always asking me for advice, which I really appreciate it because they are like my little sisters and I definitely miss playing with them. How much did you smile when you saw, how last night specifically against the opponent turned out? Oh, I was smiling. Like, I was screaming. I was so happy. I saw the video of the final seconds of the game, and, like, I like tears were in my eyes. Like, I was just so happy for them to finally be able to be Afrocentric. And it, it did bring tears to my eyes. So I was so happy. Well, good. That, that makes me not the only one, then. Yeah, no, I think everyone was feeling like that. <laughs> it was uh, it was a heck of a party, and all I could think of was the smiles that would be on their faces from having seen your teams and the girls before you ride in the fire trucks. And I asked Chloe and Kadri about what it means to them to now they're the girls in the gym that all the little girls come and get autographs from and that it wasn't that long ago that they were doing that to those state teams. And I I just thought that was such a cool thing to have them and kind of see it through their eyes. Oh, yeah, it definitely is a cool thing. And, like, I never realized until we went to state that how much the younger girls look up to us. And they just really want to be like us one day. And, I mean, I was like that when I was younger. I would look up to those older girls. And just to, like, finally be able to, like, be living that dream I can guarantee you all of those girls are just so ecstatic for it. Do you laugh now, though, when you think about it, when you think about who those little girls were and who they are now as a part of your program? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Kadri and I have been friends for a really long time. So, But seeing her up there now makes me really happy, knowing that she just keeps on smiling every day and just keeps on rolling. I I could not be more happy for those girls. and. I appreciate you doing this. I, I, I've been trying to keep up on as much as humanly possible, but there's so much going on, and, and I felt bad that you guys weren't able to have a full freshman season, but I'm uh, ecstatic that you'll have, by my calculation, about 75 more games in your career. Oh, I hope so. Thank you for having me, though. I really appreciate it. I'm I'm so happy to be able to do it now, getting ready for uh, State and just being able to see what you guys are doing and what the Titans are doing. Uh, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me again. That's Peyton Warnke back with more here in just a few. For custom screen printing and personalized designs, come into Countywide Design at 103 North 4th Street in Kaleida, across from JJ's Carryout and right next to 3D Pools. 
Countywide Design can design whatever you might need to promote your club, school, or business. And while you're there, stop in, see Jackie at Countywide Design, 103 North 4th Street in Kaleida, and stop in to 3D Pools and find out about their pool supplies and installation of new pools. Countywide Design and 3D Pools at 103 North 4th Street in Kaleida, 419-532-2540. If you're talking girls basketball in the state of Ohio, there's a good chance that this young lady's name is going to come across your lips. Michaela Elmore, the Ahopa Loudon, soon-to-be graduate and future Clemson Tiger Thank you for doing this, and that, that has to sound like kind of an odd thing, that you're almost to the end of one journey and the beginning of another. Yeah, definitely. I mean, thank you for having me, but, I mean, I'm excited to start my new journey, so. I'm always curious, how did you arrive at Clemson? Um, I mean, my dad's from down south, and they're the first um, university to offer me, and so they're my first home visit, and I really just fell in love, and that's what I committed to. And you got kind of an early thing. I mean, you've kind of known that for a little bit, sort of got that one out of the way a lot earlier than a lot of other girls. Yeah, I mean, after my degree um, last year, I knew I had to commit because some colleges were pulling my offers. And I mean, as soon as Clemson offered me, they really just stuck with me and never left me alone. So I knew they really wanted me. How happy are you that with everything that's gone on in the last year between the end of your junior year to the way your senior year has played out that you were able to visit, you were able to get all of that stuff done kind of pre-pandemic? Um, I mean, it definitely was. It helped a lot. I mean, as soon as Corona hit, everything kind of just went downhill, and we couldn't take any more visits after that. But I got a few visits in before that, and it was just uh, colleges really had to reach out to me then, so I had to stay in touch. But once I committed, I mean, it was a weight off my shoulder. Well, it was an odd thing for you, too, because of the way that your junior year ends with the knee injury and – with COVID and there's not as much AAU and there's really not anything going on. How did that give you, did it give you an extra chance to just sort of to reload, I guess? Um, that, it definitely like, it took a lot off me. I mean, not playing my junior year of AAU. Some could say that it hurts you, but really it just helped me refocus. I mean, having a major knee injury, I knew I'd have to come back for that to be able to play my senior season. So, I mean, my senior season didn't really end the way I wanted it to, but we got a full season, and I'm glad for that. I'm glad I'm healthy again, so I can't complain. It wasn't, in terms of numbers, obviously the loss a lot earlier, and well, any loss than you guys would have liked, but I mean, 13 points, 17 rebounds, four blocks. It's not going to be one of those things, I think, where you look at it later on and say, I left something out there. It was definitely a tough loss, but we shot horrible that night and just, it wasn't in our favor. So, I mean, I knew I went out there and I played my game and there wasn't really much more that we could do. But, I mean, now that I think about it, I'm just getting ready for Clemson. So. And in your career with being 6'3", I'm sure that you've seen, and with them shooting and slowing the game down, you've seen pretty much every sort of man or zone defense that you can probably have thrown at you. Yeah, I mean, over my four years of high school, I've seen about every defense that people could have thought of from just, people playing me straight up but you know I like the best or just people putting practically the whole team on me and just letting my other teammates try to score I mean it really just I got more comfortable with just depending on my teammates and I knew that coming in especially my senior year people weren't gonna let me for like play my game so at that point I knew I just had to depend on my teammates I would imagine you didn't see a lot of straight up man defense no about not in a while no well, not for any coaches that would like to keep their jobs anyways <laughs> and it's crazy too because I've heard 
different uh, teams that you have played throughout your high school career and the respect that the uh, coaches have paid you in terms of just exactly that of, all right, we know we don't have any uh, highly athletic girls that are 6'3 that are able to go right at her. What crazy thing can we come up with? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely been some coaches that they've definitely given their respect to me, but then there's some coaches that just downright, they just know they can't stop me. So, like, they have their players go out and play dirty. But for the ones that, like, knew that they couldn't stop me and they just tried their best to, I do give them mutual respect because if you can't stop somebody, you can't hurt them. It's true. And it's just kind of crazy how, you know, the way basketball is of how different people see the, the same goal of, all right, take the orange ball, put it through this hoop, and there's a million ways to try to either you do it or keep someone else from doing it. Yeah, yes. This year, uh, a little bit different, obviously, with everything that happened. You get that run during the regular season, which at one point didn't look like it was going to happen. As you're sitting there, you're thinking about missing part of a season already with everything going on. How worried were you about not having this season to get ready to go to college? Um, I mean, after last season, it definitely opened my eyes. And we could have gone to state last season, but with people transferring out and then me getting hurt, it, just, it took a lot out of this year. But we definitely regrouped this year and not knowing if we were actually going to have more than one or two games. But once we started going through the season and saw that if we stayed safe, then we could play games. It, we just tried our hardest to win as many games as we could and go as far as we could. I would imagine you got pretty tired of playing each other for a while. Yeah, definitely. I mean, being in the SEC, we're not very big, and we have to play every team twice. And like you said, once we play one team and they see how you play, they just come back the next time and try to stop you then. So it was rough, but we had a good season, I feel like. I've always been curious about that with playing a team in the home-and-home. I mean, do you is it easier to get up the second time, or you just kind of feel like you can go into it of, well, this worked last time, let's just see what happens? Um, it depends on the team, to be honest. Like, some of the teams that aren't the best, we know that, okay, we can come in and Michaela doesn't have to score 20 points for us to win, or we can come in and everybody can score. We can just have fun in that game. But in, like, some of the bigger games where we play teams twice, they come in with a game plan, and then we'll see how that game turns out. And then the next game, it's really just based off the first game, what you did and didn't do. You obviously saw Willard throughout the course of the year, and with – kind of everything that they went through a couple of nights ago. I mean, when you saw the score with Afrocentric where they slowed down, they were leading into a good part of the fourth quarter, did that surprise you, or did you just kind of say, well, that makes total sense? Um, I mean, I know the Willard coach and all the girls personally. He was my old AAU coach, and I played with all those girls, and I knew it was going to be a good game. I mean, Afrocentric's not the team they've been in the past years, but they're still a good team, but I knew that if Willard really just slowed down the pace or they just went out and ran on them then it'd be a different game but I was watching that game and it kind of shocked me because they did end up changing up their game plan I felt like but after really just finished the ball I feel like and it's hard to explain too I guess you know if you've seen Afrocentric play you understand but to try to sort of uh, put them in a box to tell people of at some point you kind of feel like you're just going to have to try to survive their runs yeah yeah uh, you get just kind of a look back at, at kind of your high school career. I mean, how do you get ready to put that into a box? Um, to be honest, I'm not sure. I mean, I definitely had a legendary high school career. I mean, broke a lot of records. It's just, I, I feel like I'm ready to get out of here. Like, high school's over for me. <laughs> I'm just ready for the next big step and to actually be able to play basketball without 
having to feel like I have a big target on my back. What are you going to study at Clemson? Um, sports communications. Oh, well, that's a good place to go then. Plus, it's nice and warm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that might be the biggest uh, draw for it. Yeah, but really, I mean, Clemson's huge with sports communications with their football and everything. So I feel like that'll be the best decision for me. Was it easier to, I mean, you had a, obviously a lot of colleges. You could have gone anywhere pretty much in America to just kind of look at it and say, this place is right, this program is right, my heart is there, this is an easy choice? Um, it was a little tough at first. I was stressed out. But once I started talking to Coach Butler and the staff and me and my parents sat down and talked, and Clemson really was the one because I have family down there and I knew that they could come visit and watch. And I just wanted to be somewhere warm and somewhere where I felt like safe and could play my game without having to sit on the bench my freshman and sophomore year. But I knew Coach Butler believed in me, so I gave her the decision. This year they've had kind of an up-and-down year. I mean, they beat Notre Dame in the ACC tournament. How how do you fit into that program? Um, I mean, they like to run. They like to score. I mean, I mean, I feel like it's just my game, to be honest. I mean, I can't really tell you how I'll fit in. It's just I feel like they are, like, what I am. Like, they put you shoot. I mean, I'm 6'3", and I can play the point guard. I can play the wing. I can play the post. And Coach Butler's like, well, wherever you fit in, you fit in. We're not just going to give you one position. Let's pretend next year that the world is as normal as it can be. What's the destination in the ACC that you're looking forward to going and playing a game in? Um, oh, gosh. To be honest, just anywhere. I mean, anywhere warm. I like to travel, so I mean, it's going to be fun traveling out with all of them. But to be honest, I don't really have a just the one place I want to go. I want to go everywhere. Well, that's good because the the only incorrect answer was going to be Duke because I'm a Carolina fan. Oh, okay. That was that was going to be the only incorrect answer. Okay, I'm glad I said that one. All the things that uh, that you got to accomplish that we talked about in high school. I the one that I love the most is the game in January where you get your two thousandth point. To have a teammate get a thousandth point in the same game, I mean that's, I those yeah. those things don't come along. That that's like yeah, someone wrote pretty, that up. Yeah, we were talking, we were thinking about that because like she was like a hundred away when I was like two hundred and to be honest, we didn't want to get it on the same night because like it wasn't like anything like personal. We just like wanted to have like our own night. But like <laughs> as soon as we started getting closer and we saw that like okay, one of us had a good scoring game, one of us didn't. Now how many points away were we? And then we saw, like, the false Korea game. She needed 17, and I needed 25. And I knew it wasn't out of reach. I could have waited until the next game. But, like, she looked at me. She was like, go ahead and get it. She was like, it's a big game. And to be honest, she was like, you don't have to wait any longer because you don't know, like, what's going to happen. So we just decided that we were both going to get it that night. I can't imagine that there are very many instances where something like that has happened. I mean, it's obviously it's a rare thing. There are about 30 girls in OHSA history that have 2,000 points or more. But to get 1,000 is obviously a huge deal, but, I mean, it's not exactly like Bascom is a big place. So to get, yeah, get really that not. state spotlight, I mean, you have a – I live about an hour away. I have one stoplight, so I, I know how you feel. Yeah. It's a, it's a neat thing, though. I mean, I can only imagine that, you know, I know a lot of the state basketball world was on your uh, program that night. Definitely it was. I mean – I mean, coming from like I didn't, I didn't break the all-time scoring record. It was like twenty-three hundred, but it happened when like my mom was still in school, and it hurt me at first. Like I was ninety-seven points away, but I really thought about like all the games I missed, like last season when I got hurt. And I mean, I felt like not a lot of people scored twenty-two hundred points. So I was like, I can't be mad at myself for that. 
Now there's only about 18 of them. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, to be fair, the the girl that leads the all-time scoring record, it's 3,500. So that, you know, that's a lot of points. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't imagine that because the average on that just has to be something just completely well, ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, did she just go out and they just let her score 50 points a game? I guess so, because to be honest, I mean, getting the 1,000 point, I got that my sophomore year, it was a lot of work, and then I really didn't think I was going to get 2,000. So to get over 3,000, you got to be a real bucket. Right. Just imagine how, you know, how hard you have to work. And it's not exactly like the SBC has been kind of had their backs turned to 2,000 points. I mean, you have three Santoro girls now that have done it. Yeah. It must be something about the conference then. Something, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, uh, you get the time between when you go to college. What's next for you? Um, to be honest, I'm just doing schoolwork now, back in training, and just I leave at the end of June, so there's not much time left, but I'm just I'm taking it all in. I mean, I'm going to miss my family, but I'm ready to leave. How much fun was this year? Um, it was a little iffy. At first, I was scared we weren't going to get a season in, but as soon as we started playing, I mean, it took a lot of weight off my shoulders just having a senior season, so it was a lot of fun. When you go to a much, much bigger place and a much warmer place, you look back and people are trying to explain to you or ask you, I guess, where the hell Bascom is. How are you going to yeah. look at it and just say, you know, it's a place I'll miss, but what are you going to miss about it? Um, I mean, it'll definitely always be home. I mean, I grew up here. My mom and grandma graduated from Hopewell, so I can't ever talk bad about it. It's just. I don't know. Like, when I tell people, like, where Baskin's at, I was like, okay, if you ever heard of, like, Toledo or, like, Columbus, <laughs> it's, like, an hour, an hour and a half from there. I was like, I can't really pinpoint it, but it's just a small town. But, like, I'll definitely miss, like, the home feeling and, like, the close-knit community. But we'll have that at Clemson. It's just, Clemson's not, like, a big, big D1, but it still is. But, like, you still have that family feeling in there. You just look at people. So, you got an iPhone. Just Google it. Yeah. I kept, like, look it up on your map. Like, it's, it's small. <laughs> But, I mean, hopefully, you know, it's cool enough where once you're done at Clemson and once you break a bunch of records and win a bunch of championships down there, you can look at it and say, well, how do you not know where Bascom is? It's the home of Michaela Elmore. Exactly, yeah. Well, I'm hoping. You just got to play big enough to get one of those big signs when you come into town. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Definitely. Thank you for having me. I wish you all the best of luck with everything you have going forward. Thank you. That's Michaela Elmore. We're talking about high school girls basketball here on the show. Hey, Bearcat fans. Special Row Hardware is your local hometown hardware store. Located at 115 North Broadway Street in Spencerville, Special Row Hardware can assist with any painting with their full line of paint and custom tinning. Also stocked with the highest quality power tools, you can reach Spencerville Hardware by calling 419-647-4468. Plan your trip by checking out their e-catalog on SpencervilleHardware.com. To place your items in your cart and have the order emailed to the store and ready for pickup. Spencerville Hardware is open Monday through Friday, 8 to 6, and 8 to 3 on Saturday. Spencerville Hardware Store, 419-647-4468. Thank you so much for staying tuned in and listening to this show and uh, getting a uh, sense of everything that's going on in Northwest Ohio, hopefully down in Dayton. Big games coming up as well, but don't forget it's kind of part one of two. Next week we'll have kind of a recap of the girls and a preview of the boys, but I've been doing this for a couple of weeks now in the uh, business of the week. One of my favorite places to go, 1206 East Main Street in Ottawa at the Carriott, 419-523-3185. Big specials going on there Monday through Thursday, uh, 6.30 to 10 p.m., 6.30 a.m. to 10 p.m. on Friday, 7 to 
10 a.m. to p.m. on Saturday and 8 to 10 on a Sunday. Kitchen open from 10 to 10. They've got breakfast. They've got specials as well as uh, the lunch specials at the Carriot at uh, March. Fried chicken, mashed potatoes, meatloaf, hamburger gravy, mushroom steak. I, if you go there and you don't find something you like, I think you went to the wrong place. Tell them that you heard about it on uh, Around the Hearn and on at WZOQ Radio as well. Big thanks to them for being longtime sponsors of what we do as far as covering high school athletics. And you can find their website at theottawacarriot.com. But also a big thanks to Peyton Warnicky and to Michaela Elmore for stopping by, being part of the show, and uh, just telling me everything that they've got going on. Girls basketball taking center stage this week, the uh, state tournament in Dayton. You can hear about more of that on the uh, show in a couple of days. Get out now that they've expanded the uh, seating. 650 people can be in a building uh, of a good size for the state tournament and just uh, be good, support high school athletics, and, you know, that's kind of what this show's about. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Around the Hearn. Come back next week for more local stories from the NWO. But until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Michael Hearn PBP for more great area content.